Welcome to Season 1 of Pick the Plot. I'm Rebecca McKinnon, your host for this interactive story experience. Together, we'll travel through an original story. A story that's being written as we go, so you can have a say in what happens. This season, we're experiencing a Regency story. Will it be an adventure? A fish-out-of-water story? Or a sweet romance? Maybe it will be a combination of all three. It's up to the listeners, driven by each choice you make. Because on this podcast, the listeners get to pick the plot. Episode 1, Chipped Teacups and Maternal Meddling Preparing the tea tray was not her duty, strictly speaking, but as Marianne had no desire to join her mother in the sitting room just yet, she waved the maid away. She chose her favorite tea set, not in any effort to impress their unexpected caller, of course. The delicate cups with their pale yellow flowers had always felt cheerful to her. Should their guest show an aversion to the chipped china, Marianne would know to discount every other thing about him. The sound of voices met her in the hallway, muddled words Marianne couldn't make out. Her mother's braying laugh broke through the otherwise quiet hum. Pressing her eyes closed for a moment, she took a deep breath. She would make it through the next quarter hour. There was no other choice. After pasting on a smile, Marianne stepped through the doorway. The sitting room was awash in sunlight, adding warmth to the pale colors her mother claimed gave the room an exotic feel. With furniture built to impress, and decorated with large china vases, the space also lacked the cozy clutter of living. Here she is, Mrs. Thistlewaite beamed. Lord Humphreys, my daughter. The gentleman had risen to his feet as Marianne entered. At the introduction, he offered her a slight bow. He had a title. No wonder her mother was in a dither. Marianne kept her sigh to herself and managed a passable curtsy despite the cheat tray. Welcome to our home, my lord. Lord Humphreys has taken possession of Rowan Park, Mrs. Thistlewaite interjected, our new neighbor. My apologies for intruding. I met your brother in town last week. Lord Humphreys glanced at Mrs. Thistlewaite. When he returned his gaze to Marianne, the corners of his dark eyes crinkled in amusement. I hoped to discuss business with him this afternoon. If I'd but known he had such a lovely family, I'd have called sooner. Mrs. Thistlewaite tittered. Behind Lord Humphreys's back, her smile grew, taking on a predatory edge. Marianne set the tea tray on a low table and perched on the edge of an armchair while she poured. I'm afraid Charles went to town this morning. We might have expected him back before now, but he does get distracted. Lord Humphreys sat and accepted the offered cup. I should have made an appointment, but I can't say I'm sorry to have missed him. As the niceties continued, Marianne's attention wavered between gazing out the window in her wish to escape, darting glares at her mother, and noticing the way Lord Humphreys traced the dainty petals on the teacup with his thumb. Marianne tore her eyes from the cup and forced herself to pay attention to the conversation, if listening to Mrs. Thistlewaite prattle on about the neighbors could be considered conversing. Marianne peeked at the mantel clock. Surely Lord Humphreys would be leaving soon. He'd already overstayed the expected length of a visit. As she filled her mother's cup for the third time, Marianne allowed her mind to drift. 
If she could but survive another fortnight of social visits and country tea parties, she'd be off to Meekford Cottage for the remainder of the summer, free to wander her grandmother's property and put paintbrush to canvas without Mrs. Thistlewaite's barbed comments when Marianne returned with smudges of paint decorating her dress. Ah, here's Charles. You were gone long enough for me to worry, Mrs. Thistlewaite pouted at Lord Humphreys. He does try me so. Marianne turned in relief. Her brother was happier than she'd seen him in some time, and Marianne couldn't begrudge him his morning away, even if it had left her to handle Mrs. Thistlewaite on her own. Forgive me, mother. I ran into an old friend in town. I've put your letters on the desk in the library. Charles turned his attention to their visitor. Lord Humphreys, I was hoping to see you again. I've been considering the idea you had for the hedgerow, and I have some thoughts on the matter. The two began to discuss plans for the shared border, and Marianne shifted in her seat. Perhaps no one would notice if she left quietly. Charles glanced her direction and hid a smile. Perhaps if we were to examine the hedgerow, it would help. Must you go so soon? Mrs. Thistlewaite asked. She reached for the nearly empty teapot. Another cup before you go? Charles? Marianne pursed her lips to keep from laughing at her mother's fluttering eyelashes. Lord Humphreys bowed first over Mrs. Thistlewaite's hand, then Marianne's. Thank you for the tea and company. It was a pleasure. Marianne frowned. His eyes twinkled at her as if they shared a joke. Mother, Charles said, we'll be having a guest for dinner this evening, and I've invited him to stay with us while he's in the area. Could you see a room is ready? Mrs. Thistlewaite allowed herself a long-suffering sigh. Who are we expecting this time? Oh, didn't I say? He raised an eyebrow at Marianne. He'd spent enough time traveling, he wasn't as used to their mother's theatrics as he'd once been. It's the friend I saw in town, Jasper Strickland. Marianne startled, her teacup clattering against the saucer. Jasper's coming? she asked. For the horrifying sin of referring to a gentleman by his Christian name, in company no less, Mrs. Sisselwaite confined Marianne to the house. No, you won't join me, even for afternoon visits. You must learn to curb your tongue or you'll never catch a husband. Marianne chose not to reply. With her mother off visiting, she'd be free to indulge her unladylike fascination for cooking. Over the years, she'd developed a distinct skill for the pastime, and helping with a supper to celebrate Jasper's, Mr. Strickland's, return was hardly a punishment. As the housekeeper, Mrs. Bartley was the sort of woman who preferred the sounds of chopping and cooking to the prattle of gossip. The afternoon drifted by in relative peace. Before she was quite ready, Mrs. Thistlewaite appeared to herd Marianne upstairs to dress for dinner. You'll wear your new peach muslin, of course. It sets off your hair nicely. Mrs. Thistlewaite pushed Marianne into her bedroom before she could object to the order. Freshen your curls and do get all the flour out. How you make such a mess of yourself, I'll never know. Jess, Mr. Strickland, won't care, mother. Nonsense, we must make every effort to show he was missed. Mrs. Thistlewaite's lofty tone rose Marianne's suspicions. What are you plotting? There's no need to impress him. Jasper, yes, mother, I will call him Jasper, knows he's welcome here. He's been all but part of the family since Charles brought him home from Eton back in their school days. There's no time to argue. Make yourself presentable. Quickly now, she added when Marianne began to argue. With a brisk nod, Mrs. Thistlewaite left in a swirl of perfume. Marianne considered throwing a pillow at the closed door, but she was supposed to have outgrown such displays of temper. After dressing in her favorite dinner dress, peach muslin with a rosy underdress, Marianne hurried downstairs and followed the sound of her brother's laughter to the library. Charles turned his attention to her as she entered. Marianne, come in. 
the man Charles had been speaking with, whose shoulders were much broader than she remembered Jasper's being, turned. Lord Humphreys, Marianne attempted to hide her surprise, but his eyes crinkled at her as they had earlier, betraying his amusement. Marianne bristled. She had no wish to be laughed at. At Charles's pointed look, she found her manners and offered her hand. Miss Thistlewaite, Lord Humphreys bowed over her hand. You are a vision. Peach brings out the color of your eyes. She wanted to make a scathing reply, but Mrs. Thistlewaite's trilling laugh sounded behind her. My lord, so kind of you to join us for dinner. Of course. Marianne glared at her mother. She should have realized what was happening when Mrs. Thistlewaite tried to choose her gown. I'm afraid I can't stay. Relief flooded Marianne, and she couldn't help smiling at him. He caught her gaze, and something in his schooled expression changed. Oh, but you must! Mrs. Thistlewaite pushed forward and took his arm. Lord Humphreys was well-trained in manners of society and didn't so much as flinch at her forwardness. Another night, perhaps. My own supper will be on the table soon, and my cook won't let me live it down if I'm late. Forgive me for taking so much of your time, Charles. He bade Marianne goodbye with more compliments and flowery language. As he turned to renew his regrets to Mrs. Thistlewaite, Jasper slipped into the room. Marianne fought the urge to throw her arms around Jasper's neck as she had greeted him as a child. Conscious of her mother's wrath, she instead took both his hands in hers as he leaned in to kiss her cheek. She tried to glare at him, but knew it was ruined by the twitch of her lips as she held back a smile. I shouldn't speak to you at all after the way you left, sneaking out without a word. Jasper laughed. Surely the lack of your company has been punishment enough. Marianne! Mrs. Thistlewaite hissed. Marianne took a deep breath and turned her attention back to the farewells her mother was drawing out. As Lord Humphreys finally escaped Mrs. Thistlewaite's disappointment, he nodded to Marianne. Marianne returned the nod, relieved to see the back of him. You should be walking him out to the door instead of Charles, Mrs. Thistlewaite was trying to whisper, but she didn't quite understand the concept. How will you convince him to marry you if you don't put in the effort? Marianne gritted her teeth. You're still trying to marry her off, then, Jasper asked, bravely providing Mrs. Thistlewaite's temper a target other than Marianne. It's becoming increasingly impossible. She's turned away every suitor I've found. Jasper winked at Marianne while Mrs. Thistlewaite was distracted by Charles's return. Perhaps Marianne would like to choose her own husband or has no wish to marry. Mrs. Thistlewaite glowered. Of course she wants to marry. Every girl dreams of the day she'll marry. Marianne compressed her lips. While marriage was the only way available for most girls to escape overbearing mothers, Marianne was able to taste freedom every summer when she was called on to stay with her grandmother. There were times she wondered if that taste of freedom was why the bands of her mother's rules chafed her so. Shall we go into dinner? Charles asked, offering his arm to Mrs. Thistlewaite. If anything were to stop their mother, it would be manners. There were times Marianne was so encumbered by manners, she felt the need to scream. Into a pillow, of course, to avoid a lecture on the unladylike action. Mrs. Thistlewaite hesitated to take Charles's arms, but manners won out in the end. You have a new admirer, then? Jasper asked under his breath. Marianne shook her head. Lord Humphreys has taken over Rowan Park. He and Charles are making some sort of adjustment to the property border. Jasper gave her a shrewd glance. And as the man has a title, your mother's determined he's appropriate. She squeezed his arm. Of course. In that case, we must devise ways to keep you out of sight when he's around. Jasper held a chair for her. Marianne hadn't realized how much she'd missed Jasper's support while he was gone. Mrs. Thistlewaite led the dinner conversation, praising everything from Lord Humphreys's desire to improve Rowan Park to the cut of his coat. We'll be the envy of everyone having him so near to us. All the mothers will be wanting his attention for their daughters. 
We're lucky he met you first, Marianne. You must do everything possible to keep his eye on you. I do wish he would have stayed for dinner. Marianne glanced at Charles, but he didn't meet her eye. She sighed. If Mrs. Thistlewaite convinced her brother that marriage to a man she hardly knew was in Marianne's best interest, there was little she could do short of refusing Lord Humphreys at the altar. Marianne pushed the food around on her plate. The few bites she managed were tasteless. After dinner, Marianne settled in the sitting room with a sketchbook. Leaning closer to the fire to catch the light, she began to draw the grove on the edge of the meadow. It was her favorite escape, and as she hadn't been allowed out earlier, she felt the need to bring the place to her. Mrs. Thistlewaite sat nearby reading the letters Charles had carried from town. She clucked over one and made increasingly happy sounds over another. She folded the letter and sat back with a satisfied nod. That's sorted then. Marianne could ignore her no longer. She set aside her sketch. The perspective was off and she hadn't the patience to fix it. Not with Mrs. Thistlewaite trying to get attention. What's sorted? Your future, my dear. What had her mother done this time? Are my own plans not enough? Mrs. Thistlewaite waved her hand in dismissal. You cannot plan to be a spinster living alone in a cottage. I won't have my only daughter wasted in such a manner. Imagine having to spend your life alone. Marianne had imagined such a life for as long as she could remember. The freedom to make her own choices. The peace she could have by removing herself from the constant nagging of her mother. Grandmother approves. Meekford Cottage is a lovely home, and large enough even for your standards. The expression that came over Mrs. Thistlewaite unsettled Marianne. The last time she'd seen that innocent smile was when her mother had sold Marianne's horse. It would seem your grandmother has had a change of heart. Mrs. Thistlewaite's voice rang with pleasure. I've explained the expected inheritance was holding you back from living a full life, and she's agreed that changing her will is the best course of action. Marianne's heart sank. You didn't! Someone had to say something, and as it wouldn't occur to your brother, it was left to me. If my dear Mr. Thistlewaite were still with us, he'd be heartbroken to see his daughter languishing in such a manner. Mrs. Thistlewaite raised her handkerchief as if to dab away tears, but her face radiated glee. Father wanted me to live my life as I saw fit. He'd been Marianne's best ally. It had been at his prompting that his mother made Marianne her heir to begin with. She was to have inherited the cottage and a healthy stipend to provide for her needs and wants. Mrs. Thistlewaite's voice sharpened, each word cutting more deeply. Your father would have expected you to do your duty and marry well, you silly girl. I should have insisted you return to London for a second season. Some fool would have been desperate enough to wed you, even with your reputation in tatters. Your choices now are to stay here and be a burden to your brother for the remainder of your life, or convince a man to have you. If you put your overfilled mind to use, you'll see the wisdom of snaring Lord Humphreys before the gentlemen you've spurned have a chance to spread tales about you. Blinking back her tears, shaking from the shifting of the world beneath her, Marianne threw her sketchbook into the fire. Flames licked at the edges before consuming the pages in a flare. Marianne's destroyed hopes for the future trailed up the chimney with the smoke. Before she could more fully lose her temper at Mrs. Thistlewaite, she stormed from the room, shoving past Charles and Jasper in the doorway. Charles called after her, but Marianne ignored him. She ran down the hallway and through the main door until finally, finally, she escaped into the gloaming. From that night, Marianne made it a habit to be up before the birds and out of the house before anyone had risen. She scavenged food from the kitchen, knowing without being told that the extra rolls and pies left by Mrs. Bartley were for her 
and slipped out into a world just beginning to be touched by the light of day. Each day she ventured farther, from the grove where she'd sought comfort after escaping the house that dreadful evening, to the stream on the other side of Rowan Park and beyond. No longer able to dream of the day she'd moved to Meekford Cottage, the only chance she had of surviving Mrs. Thistlethwaite's constant harping on marriage was to avoid her mother altogether. Then one morning, the kitchen wasn't empty when Marianne ghosted down the stairs. Without a word, Charles picked up a basket of food and led her outside. He waited for her to choose a direction and fell into step beside her. When the house was small behind them, Charles pulled a bun out of the basket and handed it to her. Marianne took a bite, not meeting his gaze. Charles had a way of making everything better, and Marianne wasn't ready for that. Mother went too far, but I can't say I'm sorry to have you stay with me. He paused, then took a deep breath and straightened his shoulders. Although, if you want to marry, you could do worse than Lord Humphreys. He was quite taken with you. Marianne didn't reply for a long while. She was considering what it would mean for Charles to be stuck supporting her for the rest of his life. While she wasn't against love, were she to feel it, marriage to anyone would be difficult, and Lord Humphreys would expect a wife willing to fit in with society. Marianne recognized, if no one else did, that she had no hope of being that kind of woman. She sighed. Mother's right. I'd only be a burden to you. Charles bumped her shoulder with his. Only if you refuse to look at me for the remainder of our lives. You say that now. Marianne caught his arm and turned him so they faced each other. We both know once you marry, any wife you choose will resent my being here. She'll want to run the household, and I shall hate to let her. Then I won't marry either, and we can grow old and crotchety together. Marianne choked back a laugh. No? Charles pretended to consider, but all signs of teasing left his face. I'm going to build you a cottage beside the grove. We'll give Mother long enough to get used to the idea, but I'll see you settled and happy. Most brothers would not be so accommodating. Marianne didn't intend to accept his offer. She'd take a job as a companion before letting Charles throw his life away on her. But she appreciated it all the same. Then you'll return home with me? He leaned in as if to share a secret. Jasper has promised to leave again if you don't. He says you are needed to make things interesting. Marianne flinched. It was ridiculous. She couldn't avoid Mrs. Thistlewaite forever, yet facing her so soon was out of the question. The library is yours. If you need time away, go there and you'll be left alone. Charles held out a hand to her as he always had when she was young, trailing after him and feeling so grown up with her older brother leading the way. Taking a deep breath, she placed her hand in his. He'd always looked out for her. Now that she was grown, and practically on the shelf, it was up to Marianne to make her way through the mess her life had suddenly become. Lord Humphreys became a frequent visitor as he and Charles worked toward improving their shared border. Eventually, even Marianne was drawn into their discussions. We're hoping to increase the hedgerow to give the animals who rely on it stronger footing, which will in turn strengthen the fields. Lord Humphreys stepped to the side, motioning for her to join them. Marianne moved to the desk and leaned over the map. Which direction? Charles drew his finger along the existing hedgerow and continued east to the edge of their property. We'd like to bring it along here. She was already shaking her head. Expanding to the west would do better. Mr. Willoughby herds his cattle through this space. Lord Humphreys interrupted. Surely he could keep the animals on his own land. Straightening to her full height, Marianne turned to stare Lord Humphreys in the eye. Standing so near to him, the best she managed was to stare at his chin. It was rather a nice chin, 
with strong lines rather than the insipid, hardly-there-chins most of the aristocracy sported. Leaning back, she tilted her own overly-pointed chin up so she could meet his gaze. The passage through his field is rocky and could easily lame the poor animals. Lord Humphreys looked to Charles with a smile. If we helped clear the rocks, it would all work out. Would it work? Charles asked Marianne. At the Lord's surprised laugh, Charles shook his head. My sister knows this land better than anyone. Her opinion is not to be dismissed easily. With eyebrows raised, Lord Humphreys returned his gaze to Marianne. That is the lowest point in the valley. When it rains overmuch, the water gathers here. She stabbed her finger at the map, right at the point their neighbor would be required to herd his cattle if the hedgerow extended to the edge of their property. Half a dozen years ago, the rains were unrelenting. The field became a pond, and Mr. Willoughby lost two calves. They sank into the ground and drowned. The community worked together to increase the drainage with these rocks to prevent anyone losing children the same way. You cannot remove them. Marianne's words hovered in the air between them, an order from a nobody to a lord. She could feel the heat in her cheeks, but she refused to look away. Finally, Lord Humphreys nodded. We'll bow to your expertise then, Miss Thistlewaite. Before Marianne could apologize for her behavior, or even decide if she wanted to proffer such an apology, Lord Humphreys grinned, his eyes crinkling at her. This time it wasn't in some unknown amusement. Marianne couldn't quite place the change, but it felt suspiciously like respect. She had no idea what to think of it. As the days wore on, Marianne hid in the library more and more frequently, as she made the effort to stay well away from Mrs. Thistlewaite and her accusing glares. Her mother may have agreed to set the matter of marriage aside, but she made it very clear Marianne's lack of flirting was a cause of disappointment. Jasper became nearly as much a fixture in the library as Marianne, determined to keep her from running back out the door. They spent hours talking of the adventures he'd had while he was gone. Jasper had never particularly cared for the constraints of society, and while the tales would have offended the sensibilities of most ladies, Marianne had grown up spying on Charles and Jasper when they were home from school. Instead of being shocked as was proper, she laughed at his romantic blunders and longed for the freedom to stow away on a ship to the continent to escape a gambling debt. You were gone all these months because you didn't want to empty your pockets. It wasn't the only reason, Jasper admitted. He shifted in his seat. There was a woman who was quite determined to see me married to her daughter, and I'd no wish to be caught in Parson's trap. Marianne raised her scotch, a drink she wasn't normally allowed, but which Jasper had insisted she accept, in a toast to unwedded bliss. I should like to go on an adventure one day. It would be nice to escape all this. Marianne waved her arm in an attempt to encompass the life of a respectable woman. She sighed. Meekford Cottage was to have been my adventure, and now that's gone the way of my horse. Jasper had been slouching in his chair to the point he nearly slipped from it. He straightened and tilted his head at her. What happened to your horse? Marianne snorted. The sound was most unladylike. Satisfied, she snorted again. Mother sold him. She claimed a woman of breeding would use the horse to pull a carriage, not to gallop all over the countryside. Jasper's eyebrows climbed his forehead. Most ladies are taught to ride. Exactly, Marianne nodded. The room tipped faster than her head. Perhaps she ought not to have accepted a second drop of scotch. You realize her complaint was more likely to do with your riding bareback and astride. Only when no one could see, Marianne huffed. Women aren't allowed any fun. When we try to create it, bossy older women snatch it away. Marianne let the conversation drift on. Yet for the rest of the afternoon, through dinner and undressing for bed, she held on to the idea. Perhaps Mrs. Thistlewaite's concern wasn't in keeping appearances, as Marianne had always imagined. 
Was it possible her mother was jealous Marianne might end up with more excitement in her life than she'd ever had? By morning, Marianne had determined that idea was due entirely to the scotch. With Jasper's tales of adventure still circling through her somewhat achy head, Marianne felt a need for excitement that went beyond running through the meadow and climbing trees in the grove. She considered and discarded several ideas before stumbling onto the perfect plan. Mrs. Thistlewaite may have stolen away the adventure of Meekford Cottage, but Marianne could certainly try to get it back. Even if she failed, the attempt itself would be an adventure. She found one of Charles's small travel bags and packed a few essential items into it. While everyone else was distracted with breakfast, Marianne carried it down to the road and hid it behind an elderberry bush. She spent the rest of the morning doing the boring everyday things she was expected to, but her secret plan made it all more exciting. After luncheon, she excused herself for a walk. Certain no one was following her, she nipped over to the elderberry. In possession of the travel bag, she began walking down the road toward town. Some time later, Marianne was beginning to regret her decision to leave on foot. The travel bag was getting heavier. How did so few things weigh so much? And not only had the clouds darkened, but they were beginning to drip. She should have stolen Charles's horse. If she had, she'd be in the village by now, asking after the postal carriage. Shortly after the storm began in earnest, hooves sounded behind her. Marianne dropped the travel bag into a convenient shrub and looked over her shoulder. She couldn't decide if she was relieved or annoyed to see Jasper getting near. He swung out of the saddle, his boots squelching as he landed in the thick mud. Where have you been? Marianne pushed the dripping hair from her face. Her bedraggled bonnet did nothing to keep the rain from drenching her. I did say I was going for a walk. When the storm arrived and you didn't, we were worried. Charles is tearing apart the meadow and grove. I've been searching the side of the road. We feared for your safety. He stepped closer, trying to tower over her. As Marianne was quite tall herself, it didn't work. She raised her chin. As you can see, I'm perfectly safe. Jasper closed his eyes and muttered a curse. You've walked a long way. Marianne clasped her hands at her waist to hide their trembling. She'd never managed to deceive him, but she would continue trying. Once I realized how far I'd come, I decided to stop in town to call on Clarissa. You're running away. Jasper's sight was of the exasperated variety at which Mrs. Thistlewaite excelled. I'm not, Marianne sneezed. Oh dear, if she caught cold after this, she'd never hear the end of it. I don't run away from things, as you are well aware. I am, however, reclaiming my adventure. I'm certain I can make Grandmother understand. Perhaps she'll even allow me to stay with her permanently. Jasper's face softened. I'll take you on any adventure you like, Marianne, but please come home. Charles is beside himself, and adventures are more fun in pleasant weather. Marianne didn't want to admit she was cold and miserable. She wished she'd chosen a better day to escape so she could be home with a warm shawl and a nice cup of tea. You can't take me on an adventure. What would people say? It doesn't matter. If an adventure would please you, we'll have one. I don't give two figs for my reputation. It isn't yours that would be ruined. At least your mother would stop finding you suitors. Marianne shook her head. She tried to look stern, only because she'd be focused on you. So she would. We'll just have to manage not to be found out. Jasper's teasing manner fell away, his eyes becoming intent. I'd not have you ostracized in such a way again. Marianne sighed. Was she truly considering it? Being found on an adventure with Jasper would result in scandal. 
We'll get you your own horse, and you can ride bareback or astride or however you like. Jasper took her hand. What say you? Before Marianne could make up her mind, a carriage came into view. Jasper muttered something she couldn't make out through the sound of the rain, then dropped her hand and put a proper distance between them. The carriage rolled to a stop alongside them. The door opened, and a gentleman stepped out, his hat tipped to keep the rain from his face. Miss Thistlewaite? Of all the people to discover her on the roadside in a sodden mess, she dropped the best curtsy she could, given the circumstances. Lord Humphreys, are you quite all right? His eyes shifted to Jasper for a moment before settling back on her. Quite. I was out walking when the storm came up. Charles was kind enough to send Mr. Strickland to find me. Lord Humphreys eyed Jasper again before turning back to Marianne. His eyes crinkled the way they often did, making her feel they shared a joke she didn't understand. He reached into the carriage for a blanket. You'll catch your death in this rain. Allow me to give you a ride home. Marianne hesitated. If she accepted the ride, she knew it would be seen, at least by her mother, as the beginning of a courtship. Was she willing to accept that? She'd come to know Lord Humphreys was a better man than most she'd met. He might even make her happy. Jasper shifted beside her. His eyes promised adventure. If she went with him, she imagined they'd never lack for excitement. He knew her quirks and accepted them as part of her. Then she looked down the road to town and considered her plan to travel to Meekford Cottage. If she succeeded and convinced Grandmother to reinstate her inheritance, she'd have no need to rely on others. But would such an existence be lonely as the years wore on? Would it be enough? Marianne closed her eyes against the rain. She needed to make a choice, and quickly. What will happen in our next episode? That's for you to decide. Voting will be open for one week at rebeccamckinnon.com slash pickthepot. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to seeing where our story goes from here. Thanks for joining me.